The following program is intended for mature audiences only. It contains realism, truth, and opinion. Nothing you would ever want your children finding out because then they'd accuse you of being a spineless brainwasher. You must be over 18 to listen to this broadcast. Consider yourself warned. Tonight we talk about the Columbine Massacre, or by definition what some would prefer to call the Columbine Incident. Incident, my ass. We've got Nikki Corona joining us tonight, discussing at length the incident. Be warned, as with all of our shows, these are opinions and truth from the underground, which are often widely deviating from any sheep above ground. This is the Fabulous D Show, and it starts right now. I had a dream. It's still, it's still the biggest and best. It's the Fabulous D Show. Never ends, does it? Quando, quando. All that space. Oh, God. While you have something in your mouth, let me get a word in. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chicken, go get the chicken. You bring this out in me. <laughs> you never start saying, who did they suck off? Look at that. <laughs> I am a fantastic dancer. I'm not ringing my own bell. The Fabulous D. The Artist D. A template for talented energy. Some say superstar and others just say, holy moly. The day I grab my crotch, it'll mean it's falling off. I'd stay away from him. (laughs) That's dangerous stuff right there. I'd put some distance between me and him if I were you. Five piercings through a lips and ten piercings through each ear and her eyebrows were done and her nose was done and all sorts was done. And I couldn't exactly chicken out. Oh, that sounds fun! Good God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Don't white supremacists claim to be trying to save the, the white race because that's Jesus and God, right? Aren't they? Isn't that what it's all about? Oh, exactly. Well, it's, well, how nuts is that? It's ridiculous. Hello. I've been in bed with Dee and it was so good. We apologize for this interruption from tranquility and repetition. However, our little chats are most important, don't you think? Good evening, London. Good afternoon, West Hollywood. Good morning, Australia. Coast to coast, continent to continent, everywhere in between. This is the Fabulous D Show. The brain. The brain for anyone with a show in their head. (laughs) The show for anyone (laughs) with a brain in their head. I am the artist (laughs) D, and that over there is Vanilla Child. Hi. Hello, hello. Did you bring your show in your... Head and in your brain. And my, yeah, I brought my shoe. Shoe, good. We've got our shoes, we've got our brains, we've got our beverages. Very good. Yes, we are well equipped. Very exciting show tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. A little chilly. Good week. Good week, good week. I'm just warming my hands over the fire. Yeah. Did you get to see any eclipses? No. Was there one? Yeah, there was. Damn it! 
Yesterday or Saturday it was, morning. It was cloudy. It's only cloudy here when there's an eclipse. Or a meteor shower. Or anything. I get that a lot, too. Yeah. Socks. I was sleeping. Oh. I probably yeah. wasn't. I noticed last night there was a beautiful moon and then like a cloudy moon and then like a reddish moon, but no eclipses and no eclairs. Yeah, apparently it started like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, God. Well, that would have been, I don't yeah, know. I probably would have so just been going you, to sleep. That, yeah. yeah, it would have been like 3 in the morning mm. for you. <laughs> and it wasn't a late night last night, unfortunately, or the other night, or any night for that matter, this week. Oh, mm. I know you love your late nights. I do, but then you have to get up in the morning. I know, that sucks. I miss our old 4 a.m. late nights. Me too. Those were the days. I know, even though 4 a.m. was only 1 o'clock for you, and I used to be like, really? You think it's late? <laughs> I know, I'd be, I'd be dragging. <laughs> And you'd be like, you don't? <laughs> no. 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 No, but you stay up to all hours. It's, it's quite ridiculous. It, well, 4 a.m. is early for me. Right. So you missed the eclipse. You missed everything. Uh, you had anything happen this week? No. Story of my life. I just miss everything. That's understandable. No. I don't know. Diva got good news from the doctors. Oh, good. Can she play again? She can. She Wonderful. can play her little heart out. I don't know. Apparently she injured a ligament and it's already healing, but it's going to hurt for a while. Well, you know, wait till she's older. It'll really Hi. hurt. <laughs> That's what I said. Especially when it rains. Oh, or when it's cold. Like it isn't. Did I hear you really say you're chilly? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm very you chilly. You think 80 is, like, chilly? Yes, I do. So that's why when it's, it must be, like, 60s, maybe. Maybe lower right now. It's cold. Wow, that, wow. It's pretty cold over here, too. Exactly. And we've got lots of people in chat, wildbunchchat.com. Please come in if you're listening. Join we do have a full house. Full it seems house. like people keep getting booted, though. It does, but we've got... They're all listening, I think, so... I think they're overloading it. <laughs> That's what she said. Is there a limit? I said, well, we'll find out. <laughs> We're about to. Yeah. We never knew of, of one before. No, no. But, you know, we've never had Columbine experts on before. Columbine. And I don't mean That's that just as in story. the person that we're having on, but everyone listening, too, is often quite well-versed in the matter, it, it would seem. Really? That's cool. Yes. I was taking a look over there at the forums, the Columbine forums, before I came on, and was quite humbled by the amount of knowledge portrayed over there. Well, that's awesome. I, I watched Bowling for Columbine again today. Good. Bon boning, boning up on something there. Just to catch up a little bit. Yeah, because like you said, some of the other videos were hard to find and my internet really is not the best, as we all know. Very hard to find. Even I couldn't find them. Yeah, like, I don't know. It just sucks because they seem like things I'd rather see than bowling. Yeah, you know? after seeing the uh, alternatives that are out there to watch actual, you know, we hate to say entertainment, but you know that sort of entertainment. It's um, kind of disappointing in comparison to bowling. I mean, it's not really even... It is related, but it's not. 
No, it's really not because bowling really wasn't. I mean, it was focused around so many other things instead of just that one incident, and that's what we're focusing on, obviously. So, we'd much rather have them just cut to the chase. Exactly. We need to know and cut out the bullshit. Perfect. Perfect. So I guess, you know, there's so much, and this is the other thing that I'm looking at all of our notes, and there's just so much to go over everywhere that I guess we will take a break, come back, and bring our guest, Nikki Corona, on to discuss that. everything. Yay! Yay. I oh, can't wait. And get your copy of Transliving out this week. It's, it's really good. I got mine this week, and I'm in awesome. it. Awesome. So, yes, everyone everyone. You post it. pictures of I you will. with it. I will. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put, you know... Them on Facebook, me holding it up, my interview on Trans Living International, global magazine, people. Yes, very exciting. There you go. The Columbine Massacre and what we think of it, though, is what we're talking about. Not a show for the faint of heart or sheep of skinned. Get it? Yes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We've got Nikki Corona, a well-read Columbine individual, on tonight to discuss the matter. So she's right up after this on The Fabulous D Show. We'll be right back. The Artisty and Vanilla Child with you. From deep down in the groove, reverberating into the depths of your inner being, you're listening to the rhythm of motion and the beat of the soul. Right here on WildBunchRadio.com. Want more commentary and Easter eggs throughout the week? Fuck the Easter Bunny. Sign up for the Diva Newsletter at theartistd.com. I have had my boobs glued on all weekend. (laughs) Not strange to me at all. Some say superstar, others say oh 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 my. Go to www.wildbunchradio.com to donate now. This is Becky Cannon, so you listen to the Fabulous D Show. This is Campus Christmas, and it's Matters Box of Frogs. And don't forget to sign up on Transtastic.com, the most fabulous transcended social network site in the world. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. Each and every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best Mac talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar radio show on JiggyJaguar.com. Some of us have great stories, pretty stories that take place at lakes with boats and friends and noodle salad. Just no one in this car, but a lot of people, that's their story. Good times, noodle salad, noodle salad, noodle salad. Trans Living International, supporting the TG community since 1980. My name is Sophie Novak, and my website is www.trendliving.co.uk. 
Trans Living International exists to provide support and information on all aspects of cross-dressing and transgendered lifestyle. On the homepage of our website, you can sign up to our forum, and you do need to be very specific in the area that says, tell us your PG interest. You can say, I heard safety on the radio, and that will get you in. Also, you can email me at safety at transliving.co.uk. All the information is on the website. Trans Living Magazine is the world's largest transgendered lifestyle magazine. And of course, if you would like to buy the magazine in America, it's www.maginc, so that's dot com, or you can call Mark toll free on 800-359-2116, and that gets you a copy of the magazine. Transliving is published three times a year, every 1st of April, August, and December. Find out more about Trans Living International and Trans Living Magazine at www.transliving.co.uk. Join Frankie D over the rainbow at the end of the rainbow show. He's playing war-era swing, standards, and pop classics. Frankie D is a doo-wop kinda guy, and we love him to death. <laughs> it's the end of the Rainbow Show every weekday night on RMX. Visit RainbowMixRadio.com to tune in and boogie to your heart's content. Call on your children and place them in the closet right now. Listen to Zoe's Bits and Pieces every Saturday night at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. She's got some enormous hits. Hits. I said hits. <laughs> Hold alternative with the poor lifter. Go to www.wilbunchradio.com or donate. Our artist D is fabulous. Now back to the Fabulous D Show on Wild Bunch Radio. Ooh. That's the Fabulous D Show, Wild Bunch Radio, Rainbow Mix Radio. The artist Dean Villa Child with you. Talking about, or starting to talk about, the Columbine Massacre with Nikki. Fabulous Nikki Corona. Yay. Let's add her to the call, as I know we've got bazillions of things to talk about, and I know you've been waiting to talk to her. We have. For a very long I can't, time. Yeah, it's been a long time. It feels like forever, anyway, since you've it announced feels. it. Well, yeah, we've been working on this a very long time. Looking for... There she is. There she is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, calling. Calling now. It's ringing. That's even better exciting. This is a bill collector. She's not home. <laughs> We're not collecting bills. Don't worry. Nikki, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Fabulous D Show. Thank you. 
And you're on with Vanilla Child as well, who's very excited. Hey, Vanilla Child, I've never spoke with you. I'm so excited. I, I know, it's been a long time. I always felt some kind of a kinship with you, because when I started this, I started out as Corona Mommy. Did you? D- yeah, D changed me. I used to come into <laughs> things as Corona Mommy. So did D.W. Vanilla Child for a reason? I didn't like Corona. I guess. He didn't like Corona, so I don't know. He doesn't no. like beer. He doesn't like one Corona, and that's Nikki Corona. That's true, but yeah, she's, just, she's a better Vanilla Child. It just fits. So, so we're very excited to talk to you tonight, and you are our expert panelist. Awesome. But why are you our expert panelist? What have you been doing the last several... How, how long have you been doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, months and months. I've just been like living, breathing, eating whatever, you know, adjectives you can describe, Columbine, just everything. And it, it sucks you in. Once you start, you can't stop. You well, know, it's like beer or, you know... Beer or, or sex or, yeah, exactly. I mean, and... I don't know. There's just so many unanswered questions, and we'll never know. So there seems to be, and and I the same way. I started reading up on it a little bit, and then you said you should read this, and you should have a show about it, and that pretty much did it. I've been sucked in. Well, you know, and a lot of people, especially from the RPG board, are probably going to flame me for this, but I got into it again reading the Cullen book. I mean, and then, you know, of course, you got your people who are like, take him, you know, as the like end of final word on Columbine, you know, and that sucks when people do that and they don't look deeper into it, you know, because, you know, as you know, a lot of kids on that board are not big Cullen fans. Tell us just briefly, the Cullen book is a recent book about Columbine, yes? Um, oh my God, I feel so like out of the loop right here, but... I don't know. I mean, I picked it up, Barnes & Noble, clearance section, five bucks. I've even seen it at Goodwill, so I don't know how long it's been out. I don't know if it just, like, you know, sparked people's interest in it again, because, you know, as people know, it's been almost 13 years, you know, the yes. next April. So, Because um, I, I, I did know. not hear about that one, and I, I have not read it, but I looked at it briefly as I saw it mentioned a few times on the forums and just thought we'd cover Briefly, I right, guess well, that's that's the more popular word to some. But if, well, yeah, I mean, did you read it? Did you finish n- the no, whole thing? That one I did okay. not read, no, not the Cullen book. I, oh, you I, didn't read the Cullen book. Read, did no. you read Brooks Brown? Yes, no I read the entire, okay. entire Brooks Brown book, No Easy Answers. Got that, read it, yes. I read both of those. Those are the only two I have uh, read, but I've looked everything pretty much there is to find on the Internet, I think as well as different boards. I have to say, I keep going back to the Super Columbine Massacre board. It just seems to be just just full of information. I think I've read every single past thread on there to the point where I dream about Columbine almost every single night. (laughs) Well, that's where I was uh, this morning and this afternoon was I I finally logged on there and started reading. I'm like, no, I I have to stop before I get too sucked into this at this time because I would like to be sucked into that, but... I needed to stay above water for the show, but I could have easily read that all day. And it will, and it'll get to you, and it kind of put me in a negative state of mind for a long time. You know, just that dark, true crime stuff, you know, I read it all the time, and then 
sometimes I just need somebody to tell me, okay, stop, that's enough. On to happier things, you know, because, you know, I really feel like you have to get into their minds to understand them, you know. And as my husband says, I'm possessed uh, with the empathy gene. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. one of these people that is going to say, oh, I hate Eric and Dylan, you know. Right. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Well, I mean, does... what they did was horrible, but... And and like one of the chatters said earlier about, you know, it just breaks her heart and all that. And I can imagine for the extremely empathetic and sympathetic, it's just such a, a massive load of emotions exactly. that, that they're affected far more. I, I look at it more of a investigative view, and it's just fascinating to see the endlessness of it and the unanswered questions of it. But as we've all seen, you know, once something goes out of the spotlight, usually then the more truth comes out about it when no one, you know, cares to pay any attention anymore. I feel that's what's happened with this, even though this has been something that's always stayed in in the spotlight, no matter what. Right. Well, every time there's a school shooting, that's one of the first things they bring up now. Exactly. And and we should say that this has nothing to do with, this was not inspired by any other school shootings or any recent school shootings. So every time, I guess there was just another slightly like a school shooting, although what I read about it, it was not a school shooting. It was at a school, but it wasn't exactly in that tone. So this has nothing to do with any of that. This is strictly based on Columbine and our interest in it still, 12 years later, still relevant. Right. And, and as, I, as I planned it, I saw a lot of, um, and, and advertised the show, I saw a lot of comments from people saying, you know, this is, it's not a little old, and I guess this never goes away. And I'm thinking, well, yes, when it changes your life, it should not go away. I mean, all you have to do is just type Columbine into Google and you'll see people are still talking about it. I mean, because there's so many things that are left unanswered. There's so many things hidden from the public. You know, not to go all conspiracy theorist on you, but hey, if the shoe fits, wear it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And it it did change my life, outlook of the life, because I was that in that time period of, of going to school in the 1990s, and I, I don't know where the rest of us were, but I think it just, I was in, in experiencing that same frustration in school. So me that's too. how I just me. graduated the year before, so, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I'm from an urban area, which I believe you are too, right? Yes. Are you? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we, we hear about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, but, same thing here. <laughs> Exactly, but I don't you know, get numb just, to it after a while, in a way. You do, you do. I remember seeing it like playing out live on the television, you know. And I just like came in from getting cigarettes or something. I sat down. My grandmother was like, "Look at the news. What's going on?" Knowing this like upper class white neighborhood, you know, which a lot of people can fairly argue that's why it got so much media attention. Exactly, and and apologies to the to chatter. Be more of that. That was a his heart. His it was heavy on his heart. It was it's it's a male. Sorry, <laughs> just have to clarify that. Apparently, anyway. Right. Yes. So, but it was very, very huge. And and now, because it, it's it's the response for me was to bullying. And a lot of people kind of say both that it was a bullying thing and it was not. Where right. have you? It sort what, of seems like people take sides. Exactly. What is? It's either a bullying thing or not. What is it usually? The other. What is the non-bullying 
explanation of this. Why were they doing it? It's basically the Cullen standpoint, you know. um, Well, you know, in the book, he basically diagnoses them post-mortem as Eric being the, you know, evil psychopath and Dylan just the follower almost unwillingly, you know, which is just ridiculous to say because Cullen never met these boys, you know. He, but you base it off some journals they left behind. You know, hell, somebody could look at my journals and be like, okay, straight up psychopath, especially from when I was a teenager. Come on. Oh, absolutely. They could listen to my show and say the same thing. (laughs) Terrible. I wait every week for them to come knocking on the door. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, just the, I mean, Dylan might have been a follower from what I've read, but I don't think that he was basically... You know, just, oh, I mean, who does that? Who just says, oh, well, my best friend has decided to massacre a bunch of our schoolmates, so I'm just going to play along. I mean, who does that? He had to have something invested in it, you know. And then, um, and they and Colin basically says, these kids were not bullied. They were well-liked, you know. But mm. was he, you know, was he there? Was he in the school? I mean, dude's what, 50 years old? Yeah, and, and I think they'll yeah. hear this repeatedly throughout the show that old white men sitting around in rooms speculating cannot tell us how they were thinking. They have no clue. Right. None. At all. But perhaps we should go over what we now know and what the news may not have given people and those people. We have a lot of global listeners and I don't really know how how tuned in they are to this. So just a brief explanation of Dylan Klebold, Eric Harris, they were about to graduate high school. I believe one was 17, the other was 18, yes? Yes, Yes. Eric was 18, Dylan 17. As far as we see, they were outcasts. Not exactly nerds, but definite outcasts. Which, they did seem, like you just said, you know, they had friends and all that, according to Cullen. But, which is interesting, they did seem to have quite a life. I mean, they were definitely that outcast, nerdy sect, but yet... They had some semblance of life, it would seem. I don't I don't think they were the lowest of the low either on the, you know, school totem pole, you know, as it were. I, I don't think that. I mean, well, you know, even quote-unquote nerds have friends. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I probably would have been friends with these boys in oh, school. Oh, absolutely. I would have definitely, <laughs> definitely. And they were only months away from graduation. This was their final year. They they started planning this like a year or over a year in, in advance. Right. And, and I guess that's probably what the old white men in rooms have a problem with because adults usually feel that, you know, it's that mentality of, and I was told this throughout my entire childhood, from birth to about 18 years old. It'll get better, and it's almost over. Don't worry. Just graduate, and it's almost you over. You totally reminded me of the It's Get Better videos now. <laughs> oh, God, exactly. It gets better. No, but it's not good now. It's not better now. And I think this is a great example of how it doesn't matter. I remember being in that situation where I insisted. I, I was like four weeks away from exiting a class that I absolutely hated, and all the adult people who I was weeping hysterically to were like, just four more weeks, that's all we need out of you, and you're fine. I'm like, I am not waiting another moment. And, and you know, yes. freedom they was were... at these boys' doorsteps, and yet, you know, they, they did not care at all. I mean, 
I don't know. I guess that kind of relates to me. Um, I mean, I can relate to that in a bit because being um, a senior back in the 1990s, um, I'd gotten my Labre peers, and my principal told me, you know, you got to take that out or, you know, you can't come back to school. And I did go to an alternative high school at that time, and I was like, well, I just won't come back. Stupidest mistake of my life. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. so I had that. I can relate to that. Oh, yeah, well, here and now, you know. And I think... Especially um, as, as a youth or teenager, it's got to be right now. We don't wait for I anything. Mean, and then you get to that boiling point, you know. I mean, even though this was premeditated, obviously, right. that you can only be pushed so far, I think, until you start pushing back. But um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of myself, but, you know, then again, they didn't really massacre people that bullied them. So. Exactly. And that was pretty much the rest of the story is their, their motives. Very understandable to our listeners. Certainly should be. They were sick of the hypocrisy of society and, and the absolute horror of, of it. You know, what we talk about every week here is exactly kind of the same vein of, of how angry they were looking at the world. Like, God, this is just ridiculous. We do that every week. So did, did right. they take out the kids that they thought were more like them, thinking that they were saving them? Um, that's, in, that's an interesting uh, yeah. point you bring up. Uh, I mean, in Eric's journals, he does he writes about um, the kind of kids that he does bully. He admits to bullying people back, you know, and he, right. he says that he tends to pick on people who are like him. I mean, yeah. I think in some ways, I mean... He contradicts himself a lot in the journals. You know, he'll say, you know, I lie all the time and I enjoy it, like that. And then another part in his little I hate rant, he mentions he hates liars. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that could lead a psychologist, you know, old white man in a room, whatever, yes. to say maybe he was. Uh, he was definitely the more I, crazy of the two. From don't most liars hate liars, though? Well, don't we all hate what we what we are or what we hate in ourselves? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He says he hates his small body and his big head, and you know, the kid had some kind of deformed chest, right? You know, thing going on, and he was small in stature. You know, um, God, it seems like some of those kids were so big. I mean, Brooks Brown was well over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Dylan was about what six foot three, six foot four, um, and the, of course the big jocks, the whole. Uh, Rocky Nazi kid that takes right. on people. Right. Yeah, so on uh, April 20th, 99, back in the day, they planted bombs in the school and then waited outside. They were, as far as I've read, three bombs, well, two bombs inside, one outside. The bombs were supposed to go off. They did not. When their time bombs did not detonate, they went in shooting, shot a bunch of people. And to answer VC's question, I think, from what I've read, it's kind of it there's been you know differing stories of course but they don't seem to have picked on a certain group to kill it was more they no. were just shooting everybody uh, they they only told you know Brooks Brown which was their friend to go home and i didn't hear any other direct cases of you know like they were not killing someone just because of something um, um there was one person john savage actually in the library hmm. um I think it was Eric that saw him and told him to identify himself, and he said who he was, and he said, um, get out of here. Oh, Dylan okay. told him he could leave. Okay. So he was another okay. person that was spared. And, um, you know, John has been reported as, like, being just kind of 
really scared if he's running away that what are they going to do, shoot me in the back. But I think they had known him casually, so mm. that's kind of odd, you know. Yeah, yeah, but they really didn't seem, I mean, they you would think that from the stories you hear, they'd just have gone off after jocks or cheerleaders, but it was just, you know, it was very, very general. Which yeah. I, well, it well, sounds like know. their initial meaning was to take out the whole school. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they so were, they weren't they being... Were yeah, they were planning on killing loads of people. I mean, in the infamous basement tapes, you know, I think he says, I hope we kill, um, I want to say like 500 of you. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, they didn't really... And, and in the year that they planned this out, no one noticed anything. No, there were all those little clues along the ways yeah. that, you know, of course, when everyone everything was said and done, everyone said, well, if we knew all in of hindsight. it... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, hindsight's hindsight. always twenty twenty. Because he, he had a website, Eric had a website on AOL and, and all the threats, and it was just... And the essays in school, the Hitman for Hire video, for example, they did in film class. And, um, yeah, and then, of course, the big threat that he uh, put on Brooks Brown's life right. that Brooks' dad told the police department about, and apparently they never did anything about it. Exactly. Which, wow. That, that happens a lot. You know, oh, yeah. they, they don't take these things seriously. And I think they kind of got off on duping people, you know. Well, it's hard to take it serious when kids use the words, you know, kill. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you. So especially loosely, I mean, especially they, now, it's so loose. Even more loose than it used to be. Yeah. It is, which is strange. But then again, at the same time, I mean, you mentioned bomb or I'm going to shoot you and just like automatic exactly. expulsion from school now because of Columbine. You can think Columbine for a lot of extra rules in school. For example, I mean, my daughter's in elementary school and she tells me that the boys have to tuck in their shirts, you know, no matter what yeah. they're wearing. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, we, we've just, <laughs> in, one, in one way it's, you know, we, we've gone too far and in, in all the wrong ways. It's, yeah. Of course, they always do what they're not supposed to do. And the rules are always aimed in the wrong direction. In hindsight, to prevent it. And they're not preventing anything because it happens now, it seems like, every six months. You know? I know. And it does seem like every time you turn on the TV, there's something new, especially involving kids. Yes. And that's, and that's the thing. Here we are 12 years later still talking about it. And that was, that was supposed to be the pinnacle of, you know, they needed to get their point across and for those of us bullies, or, or those of us bullied who were watching, were thinking, you know, this is going to do something. This will wake people up to see how serious this is. Because while some wouldn't, you know, admit that it was a bully thing, it was certainly something for the bullied, or the at least the outcasts among us, to say, oh, yeah, there were, it hurts. There were, out, you know. were outcasts cheering, cheering that day, no doubt. I mean... You look at the, um, did you get a chance to take it Ricochet in reverse? No. The, yeah, it's like a small, like, little short film um, about Columbine, basically. It starts from the moment where they had killed themselves, and then they come back to life, and it just goes in reverse, like, everything of that day. Oh. And then you have the guys talking about how, you know, I turn on the TV, and I said, hey, somebody finally did it. You know, exactly. and then his wife was like... How would you feel if they had shot your daughter? <laughs> so it really makes you think, you know. Exactly. And the Brooks Brown book, 
no easy answers. They did. It was. It's definitely something to recommend to anyone listening who wants to know about it and like the tip of the iceberg. I think because it was. It, it gives them everything that I wish we could talk about here, but obviously never enough time to talk about it all. But yeah, there was so many clues and and then actual things turned over to the police beforehand, death threats and everything, that if they would have just investigated, and if the parents would have looked further into their kids' rooms or, or into Eric's room and saw, you know, more pipe bombs and all that stuff, it would have possibly gone a different direction. But then you have to ask yourself, if he didn't do this to the school, what could he have done when he got older? I mean, the bombs failed now, but what exactly. about he got a little, you know, he he, he learned how to make bombs and, you know... Oh, it's, wow, I, I can it, only imagine. It's one of those endless brain-twisty questions because so many things change our minds in so many different right. directions. I thought the most interesting thread on the Super Columbine board was actually what would you do if you could go back to that date, you know, knowing what you know now, would you try to prevent the massacre? Hmm. You know, and how would you do it? I think they said, would you try to put a wedge in between Eric and Dylan? Would you try to... Um, entice them romantically. <laughs> That's an interesting question. <laughs> and wh- you know, they were sex-starved boys, no doubt. Oh, you know, reading absolutely. the journals. Absolutely. I, wow. You know, and Colin's kind of ridiculous because he makes Eric out to be a ladies' man. You know, like he got all the chicks. <laughs> I, I hardly, not that I've read too much into that, but I would hardly suspect. That see, you, you haven't even read it, and you can see. Exactly. <laughs> I can totally see. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, you know, all the fangirls are like, oh, he was too sexy, especially Eric. He seems to get a lot of chicks after he's dead. That's, <laughs> that's interesting, because I would have thought Dylan, because Dylan was, was far more attractive. Well, Dylan, Dylan, they were both nice looking. They were both opinion. very, very sexy, but yeah, Dylan was, I don't know, I guess it's that type. Who knows? <laughs> He's, he's just your type. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, please. I prefer the more neat and clean boys. Oh, see, ex- yeah, well, there you go. And look at our husbands. They are like the epitome of, of that type, both of them. So, there you go. That's oh so God. weird. Oh, God. <laughs> as, oh, Eric. As, oh, man. Yes, read, as, read some of the fan fiction. It's disgusting. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. And were most people's responses to that that they would stop it? to that forum post, um, the question. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was, there was a lot of different answers. People say they would try. Some people said that, I think somebody said that they wouldn't do anything. I mean, me personally, I've seen the butterfly effect. I know what happens when you try to change time. Exactly. <laughs> it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I haven't I mean, seen that, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with time. I think the only, because that's why I would be kind of torn with, uh, the only thing I would do is say, you know, this isn't going to change much. But yet, on the other hand, it might have changed a lot. We don't know how much it changed. I mean, they're infamous now, but they're also dead. Exactly. They are dead, you and know? that is pretty much the bottom line here, is, is that and I, we, we don't I, at all, you know, support this at all, because you're dead, and no. nobody needs to be dead. <laughs> no. You're not doing and as I, much good if no. you're dead. No. And I truly think they love their parents, um... I think you know, so too. some people some people can argue that, but I mean, especially Eric seemed very repentant on the basement tapes. You know, he kept saying repeatedly, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what is this gonna do to my parents, you know, and things like that. And I, I don't think a psychopath would speak like that. No, no. I think they, they had their very very 
set reasons and and they had to and and maybe they were you know bullied to the extent where they they felt like they had to and i don't know i i just growing through school i always thought that's someone has to be pushed far enough and that's the other thing is that you know people say that the bullying in columbine was quote worse than in other schools and i think yeah, that's I hilarious that. cuz i i i was there in schools and it's it's the same situation it's just parents don't care or or teachers don't care either one uh, yeah. Yeah. observing these kids you know, literally you know like one in the Brooks Brown book about um, putting grease on the floor and actually going bowling with the the younger right. grades and I'm like that bowling that's, ex- yeah, ex- that's exactly <laughs> what kind of atmosphere I came from so it's like no this wasn't just just there it wasn't bad just there it was everywhere and it's still everywhere yes Although when I we think, when we talk to teenagers, they seem it, it a bit different about it, but I I really don't believe that. <laughs> no, not at all. I think somebody said, yeah, um, you know, bullying has chilled since Columbine. It's like seriously, <laughs> my child's fifth grade. She gets bullied every day. <laughs> it's exactly. never gonna mine, stop. Mine did too. I know the feeling. Yeah. Although, it, you know, I feel the same way that you do about a lot of teachers don't care. There's always that one that does. And unfortunately, yeah. it took my daughter till seventh grade to find her. <laughs> but we weren't even a week in, and this teacher found a writing that my daughter had done where she had mentioned, you know, about being picked on through elementary school. And um, this woman got to the bottom of it. She brought these girls in to the principal's office, and they never picked on my daughter again, surprisingly, because wow. they told them, look, at this point, you know, you're old enough that we can call the law on you. Oh, yeah. And... You know, when they were in elementary school, they weren't. Like, we had gone to the principal so many times, and they there was nothing they could do. Their hands were tied. You know, but a little boy goes into the school with a, a, a pocket knife or, you know, a toy gun, or he goes in saying mean things to little girls, and he gets expelled immediately. So, ridiculous. it's that kind of, yeah. Girls can be vicious. Oh, yes. Even girls. Yes, they can. They really can. I mean, my my daughter can be very vicious her damn self. I mean, she's gotten to the point where she was bullied so much that now she's almost become the bully in a lot of senses because she just, you know, that's her defense. Yep, it's the cycle that never ends. It is, and, it, and I, I try so hard just to keep her grounded and keep her, you know, hey, you can't think like that. Like, come on, that's not normal. Please th- rethink what you're saying right now. You know, do you really feel that way? And then she'd be like, well, no, but, you know, you got to keep them in check. And people of all, all, all ages of people, young and old, you know, whether you're the kid or you're the adult, they need to understand that bullying is exceptionally dangerous and harmful. I, I just don't, I mean, I, and that's where I grew up with, like, these kids probably had the same feedback of it's just bullying there's nothing you can do about it and that's that period mm-hmm. and and no, I mean, one, no one really cares to define that you know pointing fingers you're fat you're ugly you know just it's just verbal spewing verbal hate that's all they think it is but it and especially if they add the physical actions to that the the place where the, you know they're almost assaulting you uh, verbally and physically those are right. a that's a big deal, and it's and it's then the trench coats came, exactly. you know the trench coats and the looking scary, the don't mess with me, 
because I'm in the quote unquote a gang. Exactly. Which leads us like that to the whole trench coat mafia thing. Yes. Which <laughs> it's great that, you know and that's it's great, but it's it's sad that to get any level of acceptance or for people to leave you alone, you've got to form your own gangs. Because I mean, even you know, gangs. It's prison mentality. Do. It turns school into a prison mentality. Exactly. So now we all have gangs instead of just one or two types. Now we've got plenty of types. Yeah, my daughter went through that though too with the change. That's when she really kind of seemed to snap and. She cut her hair real short, got a little, what we call the emo cut. And, oh, like um, what I have now. Yes. Yes, yeah, actually, it was a lot like what, <laughs> what you have right now. It was really cute on her. And she just, you know, went back with this I don't give a fuck attitude. And, um, you know, but I think that they all get to that point where they go through that change after they've been picked on so much. They're just like, you know, I don't give a fuck anymore. And maybe that's where they were at. I don't know. It really sucks that we can't talk to them. <laughs> I know, I know, I think that's why most people, I mean, of course, I'm pissed off at them for killing innocent children, but at the same time, I'm pissed off at them for killing themselves, because it's like, you asshole, <laughs> you know? You right. Exactly. And that's, with all with this, so many questions, yeah. And Jefferson County are assholes, too, because they're hiding this, these tapes from us. Exactly. I mean, they, 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 they give the reasoning that we don't, we don't want to inspire anybody, you know, because you look on the internet, they already have, like, tons of fans, you know. Well, You're not going to inspire anything that's not going to happen anyway. Exactly. They've already been inspired, and by withholding things, they inspire more, because they allow mystery within it. And intrigue. Uh, and intrigue. Eric and exactly. Because if they release those tapes, perhaps people would think, well, one, either they would see humanity there, you know those because they want the media wants you to think monsters put a period and end of it it's done they're monsters but other people who would watch those would think my god those could be my kids and exactly. oh, it's, this is it's real too easy to say they were evil too easy oh yeah it's, to it's, say they're evil know, and just it. i'm one of those who looks at them and think god that could be my kid mm-hmm. you know because <laughs> it is a kids today i don't know they're just different they think different they act different and uh, who, what's to blame? Who knows? Indeed. And Eric definitely had this superiority complex, definitely, yes. in that psych, the, the psych way of, of just, you know, you offended him and it, it was like he hated you forever. It was very... Yeah, he held, he held grudges. And that, that side of it was not good. You know, I can understand the, you know, picked on bully getting back at the world, but there's that very wrong complex where and and i've been there before where it's like you know it's that undeserved anger that there's a sense of you know how dare you put baby in the corner that sort of thing very much like that Mm -hmm. and he always lashed out like because of that meaninglessly and definitely had a lot more around didn't help (laughs) exactly they just kind of like most parents this is just something you know don't Kids do this stuff, though, for no reason. I mean, look at my, my biological father. He was murdered by two teenagers. He was homeless, sleeping on the beach. They saw him alone and just beat him to death for no reason. And, you know, one of them is in jail till he's 21, and the other one got off scot-free because the investigators screwed up the evidence, um, being that he was homeless. You know, who cares? Wow. But I'm kids, sorry. you know, I just think kids are... Are, I don't know. Their minds 
are not right these days. And it makes you wonder about all the other conspiracies, you know, the fluoride in the water and, and the all drugs, that stuff. The yeah, exactly. All kind, I mean, a lot of stuff really comes to mind. Like, what are they learning in school? You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't ever crazy, remember. <laughs> exactly. And and when I watched the, the inter I still remember all the interviews in 99 of, of the crying and freaking out kids and that was where I was. Do you remember kind of, the one jock that was like, oh, they were they were just faggots. They were always pretending to hump each other and stuff like that. You know? I, I don't, I don't. But when I was watching okay. some documentaries, I saw some other jocks interviewing, and it was just almost funny that they would, their, their reaction was, they're in there like bullying us with their guns. And like, well, what did you do to them? And, <sighs> That's yeah. and that's where I was in '99. Was like that. You guys are ridiculous. I mean, the people that were freaked out and scared, and it's like, no, that's what you guys did to them, and now they're doing it to you. And and while it may be right or wrong, and well, and not everybody, horrible. but yeah, exactly. But but a lot of them, and and they right. interviewed a lot of those popular-looking people, and and they were just so shaken. And it's like that's that of what they were portraying in those interviews was how I felt inside all those years of when someone picks on me, that freaking out, terror, crying, horrified, I don't know what's going on. And I don't think people understand that, that that the reaction that Eric and Dylan got out of people was exactly probably how they felt, if not then, but at some time, that's how they were made to feel. Not That makes sense you know, supported in any way, as we've said, not a good idea, but still that is how you feel as, as a picked on person. So they turned the yeah. gun around and bullied everyone else. Exactly. They terrified an entire nation. Exactly. And people then, were pulling their kids out of school, you know, and don't go to school on April 20th. I mean, which used to be a, what, uh, yeah. a pot smoking exactly. day, you know, now, now <laughs> I think Columbine when I hear 420, I mean, then again, I'm a bit obsessed. But now, now that I've looked into it so much, that's what I will think. Because I didn't think yeah, of, I didn't even exactly. know it was really, until I started doing more research for the show, I didn't even really realize it was 420, which is... I, I always, like, knew, but it was in the back of my mind type, type of thing where, you know what I mean? It doesn't come to the surface until you hear somebody say. Was right. Was there anything, have, like, anyone found anything specific as to why they did it on 420 was it because it's that day well there's a there's a lot of you know guesswork there there's the whole hitler's birthday thing april the 20th and going back to you know the, them saying how hitler and you know when they bold strikes in their bowling class to you know um then there's the you know whole conspiracies where they knew a lot of their friends were going to be downtown at some pot festival mm-hmm. that day you know, um, no, and then there's actually, I think there was some evidence that they actually meant it to be on the 19th, which would be Monday, because 420 was on a Tuesday in 1999, and I think they had planned it for Monday, and I don't know what it was, something about, maybe it was the ammunition they couldn't get on time, oh, okay. something like that, so That's maybe it was a fluke that it was on 420, or maybe it was on purpose. Yeah, I mean, cause, there is Because I never heard any also, definite... Um, statement as to why that was no i don't believe so at all so i mean i know there was the rumor about the um advertisements for the prom on the school walls for because it was the weekend before 
and um, they had crossed out the actual date and changed it to 420, and it said, like, it's coming or be ready or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but, you know, you get the general gist of the idea right. what they were there was rumors that yet yet again another clue. Exactly, and then they blamed it, of course, on on plenty of subculture and and everything from the goths to the video games to Marilyn Manson, which is hilarious. Marilyn Manson, Marilyn everybody's Manson. favorite whipping boy. Exactly, and and you know that. And it was covered in Brooks's book that after, you know, well, and for me, being married to the heavy metal punk type of, of person, it's an outlet. It's the perfect outlet, like Manson. He's just the perfect outlet. And you, you don't know what an outlet that is until you go to that concert where those people are like, you know, moshing and the music is so loud you don't understand a word of it. This is their therapy. It is not their inspiration, it's the other way around. It's it's helping them. Right, exactly. I know it helped me. I know music helped me tremendously in yes. school. I mean, that's, I guess, in the way why I relate to Dylan a little more is because it seemed we had a, a bit of the same kind of music taste, you know. So I could I could kind of see where he was coming from with the, the Nine Inch Nails. And may I just say that KMFDM is horrible? You may <laughs> say. <laughs> Feel free. It was... Uh, like I guess Eric Harris's favorite band. I mean, he always wore the KMFDM hat. Oh yeah. And he was he quoted their lyrics on the website. And I know after the massacre, KMFDM um, issued a statement. You know that they were, you know, had nothing to do with this. That they don't support it. You know. Mm. Yeah, I, wow. I just I don't think that it, the perfect statement is it doesn't make them kill. It keeps them from killing. I think. That's very yeah, well, it kept me from, yeah. yeah I, mean, I lived on music when I was in high school. Yeah. It's well, like the only thing that kept me from beating the shit out of just about everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, everybody's got their something, you know. Punk rock keeps angry punks at bay, just like cake keeps soccer moms happy. Pork <laughs> or, or, is happy, you know. Or, yeah, or I Jack mean, Daniels keeps pork, them from castrating their husband. It's, you know, everybody's got something. <laughs> Somewhere. It's the perfect comparison to religion, you know, religion, and the religious will tell you that because they truly believe that God is keeping them from doing something bad. Oh, speaking of religion, what about them capitalizing on the whole massacre? I mean, just, oh, oh, the the martyr stories that came out, the turn to Jesus. Yeah, that is a, a show all of its own, especially with the conspiracy controversy of, of who said yes first and who got shot first. And Cassie, or, or I think it was Valene. Valene was actually the one who was asked that she believe in God, and she said no initially, and then she was like, yes. You know, she was trying to figure out what was the quote right answer, exactly. you know, and I think. Me in that situation, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have tried to, what does he want me to say? Exactly. You know? yeah. Don't shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been an idiot to be. to be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's God? You know, and Dylan was like, God is gay. <laughs> you know? I knew, I knew kids who talked like that. And oh, yeah. It was just the metal boys. <laughs> and <sighs> everything gay. Like, yes. it's everything's still gay exactly and <laughs> yeah, yeah and the other that we must mention before we move on is mk ultra which i found quite interesting me too i'm just gonna out myself right here i 
I look into that theory a lot. It's a good theory. It is, especially from Eric being from a military background yes. family, you know? Exactly. For those listening who don't know, it was an illegal CIA human experiment program run by the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence. It was supposedly in the 1950s, 60s, and then everyone found out about it. And they were several tests involved the administration of LSD on unwitting subjects of social situations. It was just this big social experiment that they swore once they were outed that they stopped, but there's still proof and, and that it's a big cover-up, of course, that it's still going on. And it, um, it certainly... Just look at the scene from Clockwork Orange, what they do to, you know, our dear anti-protagonist uh, Alex D. Large. You know, they, they opened his eyes up, forced him to watch all these violent rape scenes, and then wasn't it given him, like, nausea-inducing yes. drugs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you could be programmed. You could be programmed to kill. I mean, who's to say what happened? We don't know. You can call people like that crazy. You know, that seems to be everybody's favorite word for conspiracy theorists. You know, oh, you're just crazy. This is how it happened. Were you there? Were you in their heads? Well, that's how a lot of the the normal people, whether they know it or not, that is the conspiracy they're giving into, because they're saying that in a light sense society and culture, you know, the video games, everything in front of their face was programming them for this day. So they're giving yeah, into I, I it really just don't as even, much. Yeah. I don't see how Christians could deny the MK Ultra theory or even, you know, just, I mean, it's okay to, I'd say deny it, but don't, don't just cast it off. Look into it, you know. You believe it's God, God is there. Their favorite argument is, well, you know, I don't see this every day, but I know it's there. Exactly. So, Exactly. And the theory that I found very interesting was that of other shooters involved. Yes. And I, from reading it, it's really hard to say that there weren't. I mean, there was a, there was a, there's a lot of redactions in that whole 11K report. Oh, you need to read that. That's something yes. else that I would encourage your listeners that are interested in Columbine to look into. You can find it anywhere on the internet. You know, just type in 11K Columbine and you can read oh, everything yeah. there's no from like eyewitness account. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people who say so and so, name the name, and then it's leaked somewhere exactly. else in the living And that's the thing is that, that that they seem to have taken a lot of uh, interviews of people, you know, separately that said the same thing that so and so was launching a something on the roof, or you know, people around yeah, the school the were causing panic. And it just kind of, it just gives into that, that it, it's just so weird to think that these two guys just kind of threw this together over a year. It is. And, and uh, yeah. there just seemed to be needing more external influence to cause more panic, though the panic the that was there. Bombs. Yes. The but, amount of bombs themselves. I mean, and look at how small these kids were. Exactly. But calling in these big propane bombs, nobody saw it, what the tape just happened to be replaced at the moment that the bombs were sat down in the cafeteria. Exactly. I mean, you, you would exactly. have to be a fool to question that. Yeah. You'd have to be a fool. And I just don't see, I mean, since the bombs did not go off, there was not that initial, oh my God, panic that was needed. Right. Right. It just kind of because when you, I just don't think of people walking into a school with guns, shooting people, causes the entire school to kind of go ape shit. 
I mean, I would... I mean, a lot of people thought it was a prank, you know? Right. A lot of people right. didn't take it seriously at first. I mean, in the library, when I think Patty Nielsen, the art teacher, ran in initially and was like, everybody, get under the table, you know, someone's got a gun. Some kids just kind of sat there like, yeah, right, you That's, know. And that would have been my response. <laughs> exactly. Me too. I was about to say, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, whatever. And then this, so I don't know, I guess it's just the crowd mentality that after they did figure out it was real, because to see all those people running around scurrying, you know, it's like there's just no order there. And I, me, I handle, you know, chaos so very strangely well that when I think of people just freaking out over stuff, it's like, you know, because obviously they're going to do their more, more harm to themselves freaking out than, you know, calming, calmingly, you know, getting themselves out of there in a way. So. Right, everybody deals with it different. Exactly. I mean, your your personal survival mode, what do you do? Do you run exactly. or do you just go calm? Me personally, I get a warm feeling over my body, and I'm I'm also calm. And I freak out over little shit, though. Yeah. The big stuff, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, exactly. I can it, handle that. And any big shit is just fine. It's just, it's all yeah, small the same stuff. way. Because <laughs> we're all on the same page here. So. <laughs> Let's see, if we were there, we would just be sitting there going, God, these idiots. Yeah, right. exactly. I would have been out of there. I would have just, you know, got up and left or, you know, snuck around and left. But of course, you know, you never know. You never know till you're there. I've never been in a smoky building with people shooting at me, so I don't really know. I guess we can't no. say. No. Yeah. We can't say. Exactly. But and then, reason? I hope no one is. Yeah. Go ahead, Vanilla. <laughs> no, I was just say, is there a reason why they think that you know, the cops aren't looking into the, the idea of other shooters, because it almost sounds like there would have had to have been other people involved, rather than I just these the, two. I think there were interviews con- conducted, but um, according to the 11K, it doesn't look like anything thorough was looked into it. It's kind of like, oh, you got an alibi, cool. Yeah, it looked you like know? it was the it first was thing. One of those... It was dismissed pretty quickly. And I think, think it was because was they just wanted to, you know, like, quell the, you know, the fear in a sense. That could have been it. That could have been, you know, hey, we got somebody, you know. Um, and then I think they made a lot of mistakes. I mean, you look into how, I mean, the shooters were well dead before the SWAT team went in, you know. That and was the big, that, big conspiracy there. I mean, when I'm reading the book, in my head was that they, the police stood outside for ages letting everybody die. Oh, yeah, and how fearful much. must that have been for the kids to see SWAT come in? Exactly, you know, and not, not immediately after. Because I mean, yeah, they were terrified, which brings us to the third shooter conspiracy again. Because they were like looking at these SWATs like they were the bad guys, the SWATs like they were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want to go with them. You know, they come in with guns and you know, and their exactly. bulletproof vests and whatever, and they're like, "Come with me." <laughs> you know, you're yeah. in shock. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, true. That that's a good good point as well. It's very strange. I mean, they just kind of stood around, and and that was, I don't know, in one way understandable on their end, but not really at all, because they should have just stormed the place and did their deal. But they, that's the thing that you know, whether conspiracy or not, the police will stand there thinking about the PR of the situation. Is this how's this going to look to people if we storm oh. the high school and start shooting kids? You uh-huh. know, they don't want to do that. But to yeah. completely be devil's advocate about it, and, and that's exactly what I'm being, is that if there were more people involved, I just don't believe it because what a failure that all of your bombs 
don't detonate. All of them don't detonate. And right. after all that prepara- preparation, what a failure that you don't even... I mean, they were shooting at the bombs and they didn't detonate. Uh, and, and what a failure that you planned to kill, you know, most of the school and you got a handful of people. And while that, that is all terrible, absolutely. Well, you look, you look at the whole, like, after the, the, the library massacre, afterwards it seems like they roamed the school for, like, a good... I think 30 minutes where nothing happened, where they didn't shoot anybody, where there were eyewitness accounts of them looking in the doors and making eye contact with some of the shooters, but they just walked on by. Fascinating. You know, do you you think at that moment that they were just disappointed in themselves, was taken over, you know, just looking at how they'd failed again? You know what I mean? Very, yeah, that, that brings me to a different place. Yeah, that's weird. That's them taking their own life and the plan the whole time. Yes, I think that I it think was. so. Yeah, yeah, I mm. think so. Yeah. I don't. I think that there was no way they were going to come out of that school alive no. at no. all. I mean, imagine what would be done to them. Exactly. Far worse than any bullying yeah. at school. Yeah, and and people sure. like like the stuffy old white people that I was listening to were saying, you know, it, they were labeling it also as a suicide, and I just don't. I mean, sure, that fits the definition of suicide. But I don't think that should be labeled suicide, because it's it's kind of more. I mean, killing yourself is is suicide, but killing yourself after killing everybody else, I wouldn't really call that exactly suicide, if you know what I mean. It just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't seem to go with the same group. Well, I know Dylan Klebold's mother. She wrote a, an essay for Oprah, and it's basically a lot of suicide prevention. She sees it as a suicide mm. that her son killed himself. You know, um, Eric Harris's dad was asked at some kind of like reunion thing, um, what's going on with your life, what's affected it, whatever, you know, and he makes one statement about Eric. He says, my son Eric died at Columbine. Right. I mean, yeah. do you do, do you guys feel that's disrespectful to say that? No. That he just died? No. No. I don't either. I really don't. Well, it's and, the same um, with them, them deserving a cross on the hill with all the other victims. And everyone's yeah. saying that they were victims as well. And nobody, you know, so many people don't seem to be able to wrap their head around how they're victims. They were victims of, of society. I mean, this Absolutely. is what we're doing to our kids today. And I don't mean us as in, in the chat room or right. us on the phone here. But, yeah, I mean, it's just insane. I don't remember it ever being like this when I, I mean, it was bad when I was in high school, but not. You didn't hear a lot of this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? No. Right. It seems well. to only have really reached its peak over the last 20 years or so. True. If they were victims of themselves. I mean, Which you almost have. Yeah. yeah. You almost have to wonder, though, how much of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and how many of us haven't been in that state of mind at least once. And that is very creepy just to go back to that. They were... If if they had f- killed so many and then they just walked around for a good half hour, that's that's leading oh, yeah, me that's somewhere that I've not gotten to think about yet. So I'm like just thinking aloud that it's just yeah. See, that's got me, my mind. I, I want to know like, what they were thinking then. Is it that you know? Because after you kill so many people, what well, makes you, you decide CC, not to continue? Go ahead. If you look at the CC television that we are given during that moment, especially the cafeteria footage where they're in there and Eric tries to shoot at the bomb, he fails in making it go off. 
and that famous shot. You know which one I'm talking about? The one from Time Magazine? Yes. Of them, the, the CCTV still. Yes. I mean, if you look at Eric's shoulders, he just looks disappointed. Mm. Like they're turned down. If you, you know, just looking yeah. in posture. I would, I would imagine knowing that, you know, the, the mentality, the whole don't put baby in the corner thing that we were just talking about, that right. revengeful mentality, I bet, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been enough for him at any point of that. No. Unless, he got, I don't, you know, unless the plan actually went through, but it did not. And I don't feel like it was remorse either. You know, no. I don't think I don't think they felt remorse at all. I don't think so. You know, I can I can say, hey, I would have been friends with these kids. Actually, they seemed pretty cool, but the moment they started shooting, you know, that kind of changes my opinion of them. Yeah, yeah. I just because it's it's an end. It's the end for that. No matter your life is over, whether you live or not. Oh, you're, yeah. you're done. So, Would I be wrong to say that it almost sounds like a narcissistic thing on their end? No, that's. No. Uh, uh, I'm sure therapists Maybe. are just spinning with glee over that. Uh, uh, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then, then there was the video game angle, and not to mention there was a video game created, in which we've mentioned a few times throughout this. But let's listen to the advert for that first, and then discuss. So I will be playing that now. Many kids spend a lot of time on their computers nowadays playing video games. Super Columbine Massacre is one of the games they're playing. 90,000 free copies of it were downloaded off the internet just last week. And a new trend in video games. These are games produced to disturb and hopefully educate players. They're free, they're downloaded off the internet. They're games like Super Columbine, Columbine Massacre, Massacre RPG. RPG. You may have guessed that it is based on the murder of 13 people at Columbine High School in Colorado in 1999. In the game, the player assumes the identity of one of the killers, Eric Harris or Dylan Klebold. The player goes on to overcome certain obstacles to commit the crime. He then dies and battles demons in hell. In these kinds of games, there's so much interactiveness, and that's what the fear level comes up. I mean, you watch a film, you read a book, you're trying to be more educated about something. Here, you're actually conducting the murders yourself. Video games are just another form of media. Violent video games simply are not the problem. It could just be a, a, another tool that when we pile them all together would force our schools to look for causes, things like this. I see no way that you could in any way create the mindset that this was anything other than a really bad attempt to make money. The notion that a video game about Columbine, no matter its content, no matter how it presents the events, would automatically be offensive and couldn't possibly be productive is, is an interesting problem, an interesting cultural problem that we should really look at more closely. I think what's going on is that video games are still struggling to be seen as a medium and not just uh, a distraction, not just a kind of leisure time activity that you use to waste time. I personally don't care for it. I, I think it takes kids down a path of things being not normal, and if they do that long enough, they may believe that it is normal. It's not a game, really. Uh, play is, is really a rudimentary part. And I think if you play this game, you'll kind of realize, oh, you know, maybe this isn't so cool. Why would you even make a video game that would relate to something so so tragic? I don't, I just don't understand why would we continue on uh, kind of putting it in people's faces as if it was a joke or something. If you don't play this game and feel 
Oh, I'm, I'm really glad to be enacting this. You feel very conflicted and extremely uncomfortable. And that's a perspective I think that's, that's worthwhile. I've played it or tried, tried to play it, but we couldn't get past the part where you bomb the, uh, where you bomb the cafeteria. And we're back on the Fabulous Tea Show. That was the advert from the Super Columbine Massacre RPG! Exclamation point. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, that was. I loved how they went through on the little. Did you see the movie, Nikki, about the actual movie? I did. Yes. Okay. On Netflix, it's available on Netflix. It so. is, and I think it's called Playing Columbine. It is. And I like that. Oh. That was just packed with information and and views also very very good ones and i loved the reactions of all these of these ridiculous people it was very controversial and now listening to the end of that the one guy said they couldn't get past the part about um placing or blowing up the cafeteria and I think that is a spin on media right there, because I mean, you've played the game, right? Right. Right. It's very hard to place the bombs in the cafeteria. It is. And I, th- um, I had to look up cheats on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it out, like, on the 24th time what I had to do. But Wow, you, you played it too? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I went through, I did it beginning to end, I got to hell, and it, I kind of lost interest. But the the game itself was kind of, it puts you in that place because I, I watched the movie first and it was kind of saying, you know, you can understand more of them, but you feel weird about it. And I thought, I'm not going to feel weird, but making it so complicated to actually do this was what got me. Like, it must have been terribly difficult for them to do this and orchestrate this and get that far, which also brings us back to all the conspiracies anyway, because it's just kind of hard to believe that they could do that even if it didn't go go right as and, they planned. And two people at the same time coming to the conclusion that they're going to do this. Yes. I mean, hell, hell, it's hard enough for one, but two people exactly like-minded? I don't know. Very I, true. Yeah, I mean, that's very a little weird. There's one point where um, a witness is reported as saying, we're still going to do this, right, before they go into the library. Mm. Are you still with me? Something. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Yes, the Columbine Massacre RPG was created by Danny Ladoni when he found the program RPG Maker and wanted to achieve his vision of designing a video game. He chose this. He took much research. He implanted uh, scenes from actual uh, the school and their weaponry and all that. It, it's just a very geeky, original Nintendo-looking Legend of Zelda kind of game. Uh, reviewers state that it's made them feel conflicted and uncomfortable, which I find very, very interesting in itself. Because those other viewers, you know, you'll play another video game that's not real, right. and they're okay with <laughs> it. It's not based on a real Yeah. Event. So you can kill pretend things, even if those pretend things look real. But you can't, pre- you can't kill real things if they look real, or if they are real. I... There's there's a, yeah, a I d- facet I don't of society that. here that they're not understanding. <laughs> no, <and laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's kind of hard to get past the bad graphics as well. Oh, exactly. I mean, and it's in that movie, the the, the congressman or the or no, the lawyer, he kept saying, um, you know, people, kids are using this game to train to kill. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> if you believe that, then you do believe in MK Ultra. Exactly. Yes, and and you don't. I mean, it's literally you're shooting. You're not even shooting. You're you're no. You're clicking. You're running into someone basically, and just pressing a space bar. And, right, and you're choosing your weapon. Right, and then stars fly out of them when you shoot them. The pixelated character. It's not even. Does that happen in real life? <laughs> not the last time I checked. I mean. Yeah, last time you shot somebody, that didn't happen. Okay. And that's exactly what I did. When I did that, I'm like, oh, honey, look, come here. Stars are flying out. It's like when you shoot a unicorn. Stars fly out. It's... <laughs> wow. I thought, Lucky, I thought Lucky Charms came out. I don't know, in my world, that's what happens. Every time I shoot a unicorn. And Dylan looks a little bit like Link to me from Legend of Zelda. He does, very much. And they hop up and down like Legend of Zelda. It's just yeah. When I first saw it, that's what I thought it was. I was like, "Wow, somebody ripped off Zelda." And what do you think about the whole after they shoot somebody? It's Yahoo, woo, woo. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, have you guys listened to the library call? The one the (laughs) that's available to us. I I mean, I feel bad. I feel very bad listening to that. Stephen told me I have the Zapruder guilt when I listen to that. The whole Mm -hmm. watching the JFK. Yes. Um. You know, over and over and over again. But I can't help it. I keep listening to it, hoping I'll hear something that I didn't hear before. <laughs> it was the 911 call from the the yeah. teacher? Yes, it yes. was Patty's 911 call. Um, it did, it, I did it, hear that, uh, yeah. Apparently the whole thing was recorded, but, you know, once again, it's something else we're not able to hear. They're that's not releasing just, it to the public. That's bullshit. That they they would it just doesn't make any sense in a logical way, other than they're leading the people to believe a certain thing, conspiracy or not, they are brainwashing them into you know ending it right where they want them to end it, and not exactly. leading into it. It's at all. control. It's control. A hundred percent. I mean, there's one point. I mean, it's creepy to listen to. I think the you hear maybe. I don't know, maybe 40 seconds of after they enter the library. I mean, you can hear the shots going off. You can hear at one point somebody go, hey, boy, in a deep voice, which leads me to believe it might have been one of the shooters, possibly Dylan, from the the videos I've watched mm-hmm. that are available. Um, and I, I almost can hear peekaboo. And what do you guys think about that? The whole bending mm-hmm. down, looking at Cassie Bernal and saying peekaboo and shooting her point blank in the face. Of the head, whatever. That that just I mean, just gives to their personalities, I think. Does that not send chills up your spine, though? I think that that sticks with me more than anything. Yeah, because it's it like when I play peekaboo with my four-month-old <laughs> daughter now, I feel creepy. Like <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> he has forever ruined peekaboo for me. <laughs> Yeah, I listened yeah, to it, and although I only listened to it once, so I've not heard. I'm going to listen to it again now because oh, I've not. I didn't hear about all those other things, but I was just listening to the person, the teacher who was freaking out. And Me too. That's all I heard at first. That natural, those, the long line of natural reactions in that entire recording, is just it's fascinating to me in that kind of way. Me too. 
macabre. You know, I'm exactly. a, you know, I'm into serial killers. I mean, I, that's probably the wrong way to say it, but right. I've always been attracted to the unknown and the dark things and wanting to know more. Well, I'm sure you are on the same page. It's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something that they haven't let us know about. They, being whoever they are, it's just like growing up, they wouldn't let me read any books I wanted to read. And then I got to a point where I could, you know, get the books I wanted. And, we're, you know, we're talking about Salvador Dali's biography, for Christ's sake, or something like that. Wow. I, you know, and, and that, when I read something like that, or someone's, um, and anything from a weird person that they wrote, I'm like, you know, people actually do write and think like me. And now, you know, we come so far and in, in we've researched everything that we can and normal things and freakish things. And now so much death and macabre is available to us, real stuff, that they just don't put on television. And it's just right, and it's fascinating. Wrong. I think it encourages, it encourages people to want to do stuff like that when they hide it from us. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, I don't know if you're on Tumblr, Nikki. I am. Well, I just got I myself. I just got myself a Tumblr. So, and <laughs> I knew. To the yeah, I knew it was good for one thing, like porn, but I didn't know it was good for. We really, really, shall we say, wrong, macabre photos. Oh wow! There's so many like Eric and Dylan oh. Tumblrs. Um, one of them yes. is really informative. I've learned a lot of things through that one. Oh, how about tattoos? Eric and Dylan are Columbine tribute tattoos. What do you oh guys think God. about that? Oh, my God. Really? Wow. Really? That's, this one chick has Dylan tattooed on her wrist, the name Dylan, and one of his hearts that he drew in the journal. She says her reasoning for that is to remind her that everybody needs love. Um, I, yeah, okay. No, no. Sounds like something she made up after she was told about it a few times. Exactly. <laughs> and there's the crazy chick with I love Derek, uh, Eric David Harris initials tattooed on her neck. That one's a little. That yeah, the fangirls in in that sense, it's just a bit much. I I think oh, it's yeah. okay to you know feel empathy for these kids, but taking it that far. Yeah, I can say that that I, I feel empathy for them. I feel uh, what they may have felt ragefully aggressively and i thought you know i can say that that they certainly good looking all that i like the look i like the trench coats but i had a trench coat and i I have one now (laughs) i just i mean it's just taking it he's a fine mofo yeah oh yeah i think that's what most of it comes down to though with the fangirls is looks i mean it happened with those menendez brothers they killed their parents and ended up they're still in jail and they got married. Right. I learned the word for that is his, histophilia. Oh, we learned it's, the, the um, word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, is histophilia. Histophilia. I oh, know it, it's hybristophilia. Sorry, Hi, hybris- Correction. Hybristophilia. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's um, it's you know being attracted to someone who has done something terrible and mm. you know like a killing like that, you know and. I think people were calling some of the fangirls, um, what's the word, when you want to screw dead people? Necrophilia? Necrophilia. Yeah, necrophilia. And then someone actually looked up the word, and I I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I just kind of jotted it down on notes. But Mm. it's an actual disorder, which there's philias for everything, fear of clowns, whatever. But this phenomenon exists. 
it as does. strange as it is. And that's just, you know, it's Ted taking Bundy. it to a different level. And we are being corrected. The girl does not have Dylan's name, just the heart. Just oh, a, she does. Another just the heart. piece oh, okay. of information to put out there, exactly. But yeah, and they're talking about games and chat, wildbunchchat.com. Um, you know, looking at Xbox now, and actually, this is this is weird. Looking at where we are now compared to where we were when they died, I kind of feel like you know they really missed out. Oh yeah, they I mean, did, especially you, as they love computers and the internet. Because I mean, look at Brooks Brown. I mean, he's designing games for you know top George. level exactly people, and and enjoying it, and it's come so far, and it's just like on one side, you know. They made their point, they sacrificed their entire lives to make this point, whatever the point was, and whatever people will take from that point. On the other hand, that's too bad. They, they, you know, they're dead, and that is final, and they don't get to sit around enjoying the American dream of pizza, beer, and Xbox. Exactly. Or the more Slim Jims and um, exactly. whiskey. Which uh, Eric loved so dearly. Yeah. And vodka. I mean, what about the nicknames <laughs> right. online, Reb and Vodka? Yeah, I didn't really appreciate those names very much. Yes. They were kind of corny. Well, vodka made more sense because he capitalized, I believe, D and K, Dylan Klebold. Right. And Reb, you know, Columbine Rebels, that was their mascot. So, exactly. you know, you hate a school so much. I'm sure he didn't mean it. As in a school mascot, but at the same time, it's kind of, right. wow, you know, exactly. how ironic yeah. is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I wonder that if they had come into the age where the internet was, at least what it was in the early 2000 to 2005, I wonder if they would have been pleased with and, and had an outlet. And, I mean, now, if, if they would have held out to now with, with That's such... Interesting awesome games and blogs and they could have had a Tumblr and they could have saw all the stuff that we now see and maybe they would have felt better. That's interesting that you point that out. I never thought of that, but yeah, I think they definitely would have had an outlet with the internet today. I mean, hell, you can get on YouTube and rant all day long. Exactly. They could have had their own little YouTube channels. They could have done their movies. It just (laughs) seems very short-sighted indeed. What about about them arguing over what director was going to make a movie about them? I think they mentioned Tarantino, and who else was it? Help me out, chat room. Who else did they mention? Yes, and they will tell you, too. But I know Skylar was just talking before about um, Elephant, made by Gus Van Zandt. Have you seen, have you heard about this? I have. I own it. I got it off Amazon. um, I think I'm going to have to own it, because nobody can, can, we cannot find it. We couldn't find it this week to... uh, watch beforehand so i might have to actually purchase so you had seen it you had seen it before I, you started researching Colin? um no i just this this show brought me to it i didn't didn't ever hear about it before uh and I, then i watched little little clips of it here and there on youtube and i'm like i have to see this it, it looks exactly like what i want to see for this topic but i did not get to see it no well, my husband brings up, uh, brought up a really good thread, actually, and it's quite popular on the RPG board now. It's the uh, evidence that they were gay lovers. And apparently in Elephant, there is a shower scene where they do kiss each other, and it seems to turn a lot of people off, it would seem, hmm. as in, oh, they weren't gay. They weren't gay. Like, almost right. they're defending them. Like, how yeah. do you know that? Exactly. You know? And I, I saw the thread titled that, 
they were possibly gay lovers, and that was very interesting. I mean, of course, it's always in the back of my head, because that seems to be the problem with a lot of people, especially growing up. In that time, especially, you know, that was a very conflicting time for gay people in school and it's also, being bullied. And it's also a time to experiment when you're younger. Exactly. I, so uh, I wouldn't be I surprised mean, if they I would, f- at least thought about I it. Personally, I, would, I personally wouldn't say I'm gay, but right. did I experiment? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I would think that I don't, I mean, my personal, from observing what I have thus far, I don't think either of them were. But it's always possible, and there's always something there. Exactly. I don't think they were gay either, but how do we know? How do we know they weren't at least a little bi curious? Yeah. Sounds like, like they that. were and gay you know, in the bromance, the Brian Dunn, Bam Margera kind of way. Yes, they were having a bromance, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, you know, you have to keep in mind that. Oh, I don't know. The whole. I lost my train of thought. But I don't know. The gay thing. It just it's, for me, I guess it's just the whole people who are so adamant that they weren't. Yes. Why do you think that? Yeah, I, I would you know, have I no mean, problem thinking that you know it's. I, I don't have a problem saying it's a possibility and that's that. But yet other people would actually defend. Because that they would probably they can, they can provide say, well, them with they wrote, a... they wrote. You know, they wrote they hate gays and blah blah blah, but they also said they hated liars and right. him well, is the lying. Well, we hated everything in 1999, and you're supposed to hate everything. You, you know, it just it is. It is what it is. Are you hate Could they you have are? thought that that whole Y2K thing was real? That's what I just <laughs> thought of, actually, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did they think that it was real? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is there any but evidence? I yeah, they they could they? Well, because, you know, it was 1999, and, and the world was supposed I, to I end. Never, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never read anything about them mentioning that, but that brings up something else. They could have. Huh. I mean, me personally, I know I filled up my bathtub with water at... Like 11.59. <laughs> exactly. Which probably would have been, you know, there's always those questions you'd have for dead people, especially crazy dead people, and that would be one of them yeah. was, why now? And <laughs> and why not wait until you're better equipped, once again being the devil's advocate about it? This wasn't a crime of passion. It definitely no. wasn't. Definitely not. No. No. Nope. I mean, it's, it's easy for somebody like... Uh, you know, Kip Kingle to say, hey, I've had enough. I'm going to turn the gun and kill my parents and kill some people at school. Mm-hmm. But this was planned, and that's so creepy. <laughs> it is, especially because it doesn't seem that a lot of people plan, ever. You know, these, these things that happen are very, very passionate, and we rarely get the planned, you know, in-our-country terrorist kind of event like that. Exactly. Oh, how about the T-shirts? they chose to wear that day. Oh, yes. Oh, and what God. were those? Just remind us. I do remember some of them. Dylan had a shirt that said Wrath. It was a black shirt right. with Wrath on it. I believe it was red writing. I don't mm-hmm. know. And Eric had a white t-shirt with natural selection on Correct. it. Correct. These, were, these uh-huh. were personalized t-shirts, and they were, you know, this wasn't back in the day where you could just order it online either, so... Yeah, they they had. I wonder how much that influenced those kind of T-shirts going forward. You know, because because they're kind. You know, they're everywhere. That's an interesting point that you bring because I didn't even think about that because I read that that was the shirt, but being 
where we are now, anybody can get a shirt that says any of that stuff on it, you know, at Hot Topic or whatever. But back then, it wasn't really readily available. And the whole name and naming the massacre NBK, Natural Born Killer, right. Killers. You know, whenever they refer to it in, in their journal, it was when we go NBK. Right. So, yeah. and I did find the, it. In, it was interesting. Um, their their notes on the day for the day of about their gear, and I I, I know that it was like a to do list of you know get this get that, and one of them was you know get Wrath shirt. Get right. they were actually plotting in their to do list. They had not gotten it yet. They, and then the dress rehearsal on one of the basement tapes where they had tried on all their gear and were showing what they were going to wear. Yes. The basement tapes are so fascinating to me. I, I want to see them. Absolutely. So bad. Absolutely. I mean, do you think we'll ever see them? I think so, only because people really, they quickly lose interest no matter how in, how much interest there is left. And I think they would be released. But yet again, in the Brooks Brown book, it kind of points out that, you know, if nobody's fighting for those to be released, they're probably That's not going true. to be. So there if everyone. There are a lot of people that were fighting for it, though. Yes. But if everyone eventually stops fighting or forgets to ask, hey, about those tapes, I don't think so. <laughs> and you'd probably need a change of um, government in that system because once. Um, Stone stepped down, you got more information from the next police person. And I think you'd have to get to a certain political official who was elected in that time period to actually push that through. There was a suggestion on the board that someone was like, oh, you should infiltrate the Jefferson County Police Department, become sheriff, and release the tapes. (laughs) And someone said, how do you know that's not already being planned or in motion? (laughs) Exactly. It's very true. Well, there you go. And for those who just tuned in, we are talking to Nikki Corona, a well-read expert of the Columbine Massacre and of the Columbine boards, which you can get at what, ColumbineGame.com? Um, the Columbine board that I seem to like, yes, ColumbineGame.com, and there's an option to discuss the shooting. Absolutely. There was a lot of good topics and a lot of good questions, and I think one of the few things that remained, because after the playing Columbine movie, I looked up most of the URLs that were mentioned in it, and they're dead. So a lot of these people have oh, so yeah. moved on. So moved on. That sucks. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are dead. There's a main conspiracy forum um, that is dead. It's like a, um, like a CRTF main forum, and I know... Brooks Brown's dad used to post on there and all, all, you know, I believe he was banned from there. Mm. Don't quote me on that, but I think he was banned from that site. And it even seems that a lot of the stuff that Brooks Brown was doing is now gone. Yeah. As well. Although well, I did, I did find him, but that's... He is, I'm actually subscribed to him on Facebook. Oh, okay. I know that sounds very mm-hmm. creepy. I felt very creepy subscribing to him. But <laughs> his updates are nothing fascinating no. they're mostly you know mundane things like oh i was eating at the sushi restaurant yeah at mm. first i had thought I'd, i would want to talk to him eventually as well but i still would but after reading the book i don't know i don't know he stopped talking about it i believe you I think, know yeah. which is understandable Absolutely. you know he's just tired of it initially he did talk a lot online with people right 
It, that's yeah, what it sounded like, and and that's and that's that's the only question I'd have uh, right off the top of my head was why stop? I mean, it sounded like at the end of the book he got really into the support group kind of mentality and taking this into a different direction and helping people, and uh, just to kind of drop it. I'm not sure. Not sure. I guess he got tired of it. I mean, well, it's it's not easy work. That's for sure. No, I mean, would you want to relive that every day? You yeah. know, I'm sure he still gets messages. I've I've had to stop myself from <laughs> from it before. You know, no, leave leave him alone. Right. You know, it's, it's it goes back to the kind of celebrity thing. You know, they're so accessible nowadays on Facebook and whatever, Twitter. You know, you can just yeah. talk to somebody. But he's not really a celebrity, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess he is in a way. He put himself out there with the book. Yeah, he know? did. He did. He's been um, called a fame whore oh, as well, well, you know, with yeah. the whole book. And I Well, yeah, I, I take this as very mainstream opinion. I, I wouldn't call him a fame whore at all. No, well, me neither. I'm know. just saying he has been called that yeah. because the book or whatever yeah. you know. but I would and I would not want to talk to him because I would I don't I mean there's an, a level of empathy that's okay but then there's that you know it's just a level of, of something that I, I don't I, I'm looking for more investigational and it just he seemed very sympathetic very very emotional about it completely in the book which it, you know in a freak out sense so I don't know how I'd feel about that But back to the games, they're saying, you know, this pushed people towards rating games, and and I find that, just to take a moment to say, that is absolutely ridiculous as far as games and their ratings, and I'm sure that both of you, you're parents of children of, of several ages, and if your kids brought home any game, especially called Columbine RPG, with you know, the Columbine shooters on the cover, I don't think you'd need a rating system to question that. No. And I mean, me personally, if my child brought that home, I'd let him play it. Oh, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Me yeah. As would I. We're more, yeah. we're more, we're more open-minded. I think we're the, we're, we're definitely not the mainstream parents. No. And I, but I think any parent who asks, what is it rated? And then follows that with, okay, that's fine. Is a complete idiot. Right. I think, idiot. Idiot. Does it have sex in it? Exactly. No sex is fine. Violence exactly. is good. That's oh, fine. oh exactly. That's what I just don't get that like Hitman is okay. Modern warfare is fine. Yeah, the minute you start talking about sex, it's oh no. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which goes back to that Christian mentality. Which um yeah. So anyway, I love the board. I'd like to give my friend Mad Hatter a shout out as well as my friend BJ. <laughs> Yay. Calm them down. Oops. They're they're pretty interesting. <laughs> they they are. Um, he seems to or she. I, I'm not sure if Mad Hatter or Hater is a man or a woman, but they seem to be a bit unpopular with a lot of the empathetic to Eric and Dylan people. I saw one from Mad Hatter when I was reading earlier today, of someone being empathetic and, and almost downright sympathetic towards it, and and he was quite outraged. Mm-hmm. Well, there's actually a survivor on the board, too. Really? Which I found... Yeah, well, yeah. Oh. Um, Joe Stair's sister, Amanda Stair, is on the board wow. as a poster. Yeah, which I personally... I'm not sure I could do that. I think she Googled herself, and then she, you know, got curious, checked out the board, and started posting. 
I would just be afraid I would be just kind of really pissed off at things people said. (laughs) Probably. I would think it was, I don't know, I think that's a very special person when they're, they, you survive something and then you can live to analyze it or be part of the group that continues to analyze it. It's an interesting mentality. I searched all her posts, so you ha- you definitely need to look into her posts. I'll give you her name, and yes. you can search what she has to say. Um, it's pretty interesting from somebody that was there, you know. Exactly. And Mad Hatter is a man, baby. <laughs> a man. I figured, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> yes. And actually, after I lo- watched and read all of this the real stuff, the truth, the underground. Then I watched on Netflix the Biography Channel documentary on it, which mm-hmm. is just horrible, horrifying. Bias. Bias. That is the bunch of old men sitting around in a room debating, why, why would they do this? Well, it must <laughs> surely be. You know, there were nuts, suicidal, psychotic, you know, nothing. You just don't know. They don't know. You just, it's a generational gap. And I think there's such a generation gap between, like, a 17-year-old and a 60-year-old, especially in a technology age. Mm. You just can't understand where they are, why they are, what they're doing at all. I mean, one day we'll have a, a president that was a gamer, you know exactly and probably not, not too already. far from now actually yeah right. not already you know i mean i know president obama said that his favorite tv show was the wire so well the wire is a great show i don't even <laughs> i don't even know what that is so that should say something between me and the president <laughs> god sakes but yeah old That's people the baltimore just show right yeah it is it's based it, in baltimore yeah it is it's it's a good show mm. So yeah, day, no, I'm from PA, but I'm not far. One day we might have a president say, oh, yeah, I played Super Columbine RPG. Exactly. <laughs> and I wonder he if, might not admit it. I wonder if that president will be better knowing. I mean, even if he was a gamer, I don't know. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of gamer he was. And like, Especially like a president who says, yeah, I love Pokemon. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god can you imagine <laughs> yes if he says pokemon he's out if he says you know hitman they won't elect him you know he'll have to keep the columbine thing under his hat but that might make for a more well-rounded individual well yeah how about, how about the shooters nowadays where they say they were obsessed with columbine if they look at my hard drive i'm screwed Oh, exactly. And and the only thing true about that documentary on biography was that they kind they had one kid who nervously said, "Well, I kind of guess why they would want to do it. I mean, maybe." And the old man was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, you know, they're kind of picked on and stuff." And it's like that's the only truth in that entire film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible. And well, and this whole retrauma. Traumatization, re-traumatization of a person, and and that they used that especially in Brooks's opinion was that was used to stifle the release of the information was to say you're re-traumatizing the victims, and you can right. And he was trying to say you can't re-traumatize person. You just they're traumatized. Well, take again the girl who survived the library massacre on the board. I mean, she's on the board discussing exactly. it with people. She signed up for it. It's it's okay. yeah amongst yeah. fan girls. And fanboys, yeah. you know. Mm. 
Yeah. Do so they have that? Do you know if they have a very large gay following? Uh, hmm. I'm not. No, That's I don't. A good I'm, question. I wonder how much gay fan fiction there is out there about that. I wouldn't kind doubt it though. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Absolutely. I wouldn't doubt it one minute. I know one terrible fan fiction story talks about how they had sex during the massacre, Eric and some girl, and she got pregnant with his child. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that is such the fangirl dream. That's horrible. Horrible. That That is horrible. There's a pretty um, infamous fangirl floating around YouTube. I mean, they have the Reb and Vodka family right. on YouTube, and... It's, yeah, that's taking it a bit far, and it's so disrespectful. They'll go on these victims' tribute videos and, you know, talk about how the victims were ugly and stuff like that. It's like, seriously? Like, you don't need whatsoever? Yeah, and I I just don't think that that re-traumatizing is a concern to release information, I think that's, you know, they should get it all out. Let's get it all out, get it all over with, and and then everyone would know, and they'd be able to get, if you can, you know, if you digest everything and you know everything, you can get over it, perhaps. But if there's always something coming out, you'll never get over it. I would like to see how they interacted with each other when they weren't play-acting. You know what I mean? Because you see the videos from film class or whatever, Hitman for Hire, especially how that's all over the news, you know, them it looking in the camera saying, I'm going to pull out the goddamn shotgun and blow your head off, you know. Exactly. A lot of people don't realize that's not real. That was scripted. Right. Yeah, you know? I, I want to know, yeah. well, like with everyone, I want to know when with, they had the, the little bit of Jack Daniels and they're sitting there doing nothing and it's quiet and they talk. With each, yes. with each other, you know, yes. see how they, you know, I don't know, just how they acted with each other. You know, was Dylan really a follower when you see him on that tape with Eric? Yeah, because we don't really know that much about him. I mean, we don't know much about either of them personally, like that personally. Right. Who they really were. And I think that that stirs up a lot of intrigue with them. You know, then you got people that relate to one or the other. Exactly. And, And there's just something to be said about, you know, they're afraid to release it that it, it won't, that it'll do more worse things. But really, things haven't changed. There's still things happening. And, you know, we've got billions of worshippers of, you know, the Gaga and, and geeky gay boys have something to hang on to. And, and they're still hanging themselves. So even when you have a role model and you have hope, you're still hanging yourself. So there's still a problem. Exactly. There's a huge problem. Exactly. We had Madonna, and what now? We have Gaga. Exactly. And neither are, neither are doing the trick. It's just something... Need, there needs to be all the information out there and people need to stop being afraid to talk about it because it's the only way they're going to fix anything is if we talk about it. And it's not dead. It's still relevant. Very relevant. Very. Definitely. I think it'll always be relevant. And speaking about, like, if someone were to look at your hard drive right now and see that you are obsessed and, and assume that you are just, you know, crazy... Uh, in the middle of the biography documentary, they posted a list of warning signs of a mass murderer. Absolutely incredible. I wanted to go over them with you both. Number one, threats and intimidating comments. These are signs of a mass murderer. Wow. Allusions well. to violence. Excessive or intimidating references to mass murder or shooting sprees. Real or fiction? 
They're covering all bases. Rude. Excessive interest in police or military. So, hmm. so if, if you want to sign up to the military, you're a mass murderer. Really. No comment. Yes. In- I know. <laughs> Diva's like, oh, yeah. I should just lock her up before she even has a chance. Mm-hmm. Intimidating weapon comments. Oh, so like all this, I'm going to kill you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate well, communications. Can... What the hell is an inappropriate communication? Yeah. I guess that, the, like, this, sh- this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would use. You had inappropriate communications. You were on the Fabulous D show. We're locking you up. Documenting or stalking potential p- victims. Hmm. Facebook, anyone? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another, another reason. A sign for mass murderer. Anger. Just really anger. Depression. Wow. That's like 99% of this country. Exactly. Suicidal thoughts. Angry and depressed. Guilty. This is one of those commercials. I mean, for like Luvox or something. Right. The, the drug that makes you feel better. Are you feeling angry, depressed, suicidal? Instead of take <laughs> well, it's this. it's also dr- promoting the legal drug pushers. Here, exactly. take this. You'll yes. feel better. Paranoia. Oh, I'm out. Ugh. <laughs> repeatedly accusing other people of causing one's problems. I think oh, shit. That's, yeah, that's the only Denial. close thing on there, almost. Unreasonable complaints. I don't know about you, but most complaints are unreasonable. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. My poor child. Yeah. The last one should have been watching documentaries like this. I'm raising a serial killer. Exactly. We could probably all check off. Three. Most of them could check off all of those. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Diva could check off all of those. Well, well, I'm still discharged. Exactly. That's the case of thinking for myself. Yes, they're currently handing out orange jumpsuits in chat because they're all listening. Yeah, every single person that posts on the RPG board is a mass murderer in that case. Exactly. And I did see some of those posts of people who like leak leak through and are like, you people are disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Good God. Yes. But on that note, unfortunately, we have to take our break for our supporters, but that also means we need to say goodnight to the lovely Nikki Corona. Goodnight. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on. And, and this could have been like a six-hour show easily. Yeah, thank easily. You, thank you for giving me this platform, you know, and just have somebody to talk to about it. Even though my husband, he listens to me. I've drug him into it. But thank you so much for giving me that and um, just making people aware still. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and we definitely hope to discuss things further with you in the future if not about this about something else i'm sure you're passionate about so much so that's good and i guess you could go on to columbinegame.com if you're more interested in being really involved with it or learning more and not being a total jackass about it so no jackasses need apply that's right so thank you nikki yes thank thank you you, nikki we will talk to you talk to you later Okay, good night, y'all. Good night. See you, girl. 
And that was Nikki Corona talking about Columbine. We will be right back to close up after these fabulous messages. The Fabulous D Show on Wild Bunch Radio. Rainbow Mix Radio as well. You are listening to Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. This is the station you've been waiting for all your life because not anywhere can you hear what you want to hear when you want to hear it. Because we play the greatest mix of your favorite kind of music from yesterday's classics to today's biggest hits and everything in between. We play the best music your mind has ever tasted. Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. And thank you for listening. She's fabulous. She's funny. She's the artist D. Hi, I'm Samantha Renee from Sunrise and Sammy. Heard every weekday morning from 8 a.m. until 12 noon Eastern Time. And you're listening to The Fabulous D Show on Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. Here's to Artist E, who's with us tonight. She's happy, she's jolly, she's horny, by golly. Here's to Artist E, who's with us tonight. So drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. It's Artist E, who's with us tonight. This is Mac Danger from Swellin' Radio and also from Dead Cowboy Rebellion and Twin Rivers. You are currently listening to The Fabulous D Show with your hosts, The Artist D and BC. Держите альтернативные мысли на воздухе. Quiltbunkradio.com пожертвовать. Turn it up. Hey, what's going on? This is Tony Z, and I'm not here to talk about myself and my music, which you can hear on YouTube, Facebook, and Reverb Nation. Nah, I'm here to tell everybody to listen to the fabulous D and Vanilla Child live every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. What day? Sunday. What time? 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On WildBunchRadio.com. Where? WildBunchRadio.com. Or you can go to TheArtistD.com and click the fabulous D show. What do they talk about? The real question is what don't they talk about? Do they use bad language? You're fucking right they use bad language, so keep your kids the hell out. Will they offend you? Not as much as burning a Bible and pissing on it to put the flames out, so I think most people can handle it. Again, Sunday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. WildBunchRadio.com or go to TheArtistD.com and click The Fabulous D Show. And while you're at it, you can head over to www.ReverbNation.com slash Toneasy. T-O-N-E-A-Z-Y. I'm out. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Before Tad, I was just a robot. Visit wildbunchradio.com to donate to help robots like me. Did you know listen to the Fabulous D Show? You did? Well, tell everyone else. It's fabulous. And the artist D is too. Well done, artist D. You're amazing. You want danger, huh? I'll show you what danger is, baby. 
This is Mac Danger and Cheddar from Soylent Radio, where you can catch us every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern for a four-hour mind-blowing audio thrill ride that'll rattle your head and rock your world right here on WildBunchRadio.com. You have to fight for your right to party all night. We play a wide variety of music, comedy, and randomness from some of your favorite artists, as well as independent artists from across the globe you won't hear anywhere else. Plus, you never know who might drop in or what chaos might ensue, and usually does, right here in the studio. Warning, Solid Radio may cause mind-altering effects with repeated exposure and is not for the expletive impaired. So join us every Sunday for another absinthe-minded journey into new realms of reality that is Solent Radio. And if you're not tuned in, you might as well be listening to uh, yeah, we'll have two martinis, please. I don't know what they were doing. I'm lighting a joint like I am right now. We're not prejudiced, we hate everyone. Oregon Children's Theater Costume Sale uses Pedo Bear in ads. Because <laughs> I'm an old girl and I smoke. I don't know what they were doing. He can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Damn, just, little, fuck, give me just, those, just give those, me a those man. Those are spikes. Just give those me a man. Come on. I was like, how about you give me some money? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and he put it in his mouth and he was like, he like moved his face towards me. I was like, no man, no man. I think it's one of those strange manhood rituals. No, man. I, mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. You, you were teasing us, too. Sometimes we're not all sugar and spice. We are the Fabulous D Show on Wild Bunch Radio, simulcast weekly on Rainbow Mix Radio. Tune in at 7 p.m. EST, 12 a.m. GMT, live every Sunday at theartistd.com. Then you're allowed to have a heart on or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading the chat, and it said that uh, the B. Morrow on there said he wanted to be a quest. I'm like, what is, your, know, what is your quest? <laughs> Zelda quest. What is the... What is the velocity of some swallow or something? <laughs> We're back on the Fabulous D Show, the artist of Vanilla Child with you. That was a very interesting discussion. With it Nick was. I'm going to be all about it tonight. Probably won't sleep. Yes, we'll all be into the boards and we won't get any sleep. And This is the end of us. This is it. It's been a quick show. It has. It really has. It's one of those where should have started early. Who knew? Yeah, really. We well, Mac to is here to follow Mac up. Mac is here to follow, and so. he's got his fifth anniversary show coming up, so he's next. Yeah. I hope I'm... So all you guys uh, still in chat, you can in, stick around and listen if, to Mac if, while if you... If you want music, stay for music. 
If you want yeah. some harder stuff, go for Mac on Wild Bunch Radio. If you want some more, more softer tunes, you go to Rainbow Mix. That's, there that's you go. The, that's the direction you go. But I hope we made people think a little bit more than they usually think. I think we usually do. Yes, usually, and most always. But like what we said at the beginning, I'll repeat here, we do not condone what was done. We don't recommend it. We understand. I understand. I understand you. You, the bullied, the picked on, the assaulted, the one who's stuck. And I think you should not respond to physical rage and violence in this manner. Do not blow up people. Because then you will be dead. And dead, as we've discussed on the Fabulous D Show, is very final. (laughs) Very. Yes. Unlike the Super Columbine RPG, exclamation point, you do not get to graduate from killing yourself in the library to going to hell and battling demons, unfortunately. If it was that easy, everyone would do it. So don't do it. It's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There will be no demons at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> nope. If if hell is what you're expecting, it'll be the last thing that you get. Exactly. And you won't even know it because for. poof. You'll just, you're gone. just ions. Ions are floating. And I'd rather be alive for the rest of my life to do it this way instead. Yeah. Indeed. It's a much so. better way. Until next time we must go. I thank you, Vanilla Child. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, everyone in chat. I hope Absolutely. some of you that were new come back again. I hope so, too. Every weekend, Sunday at 7 p.m. EST on Wild Bunch Maybe. Radio at theartistdee.com. Downloadable, iPodable, everythingable. And hey. who's next week? Ruby Breastnut is on next week. Yay. I'm very excited about that. So come on back to meet Ruby. And until then, we will see you later. Good night, Vanilla. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. So what now? I think I want to go home. Me too. Well then, let's finish the shows and go home.